0: long that um we've now gotten a craft service table we've employed craft services jeremy's off um hydrating uh making sure he's ready uh the craft service guy mike we hire him from time to time he's uh he's gotten us you know he's he he gets the cold cuts in there i mean normally it's all right i mean he's got to go between two different countries to provide you know craft services for the for the podcast but you know for a podcast that only you know creates maybe one episode a season um Jeremy's had enough of my nonsense so good morning good afternoon good evening good night hello and goodbye uh and uh yeah it's been a minute uh my name's john i'm yeah. but uh, uh welcome to karate without belts everybody jeremy how the hell are you doing
1: uh you know it's been, been quite a crazy month i'll say that much so what july or august or, anymore it all runs together anymore it's like yeah it's, it's like it's due like, august or something.
0: I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. We just, just condense whatever. It, condense it into just one season. I think that's kind yes. of a better better way to do things.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, anybody who's been listening to our RSSS feed, I've been throwing some training logs up there every once in a while. I was trying to kind of make it a daily thing, but, eh. uh, but it was time for the anyone, anyway, Jeremy, what have you been up to lately in terms of training? I know you've been trying to stop nuclear reactors from exploding, but <laughs>
1: kind of. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, personally, um, I I've been really really busy with work, so I mean, I I have not even had time to train just with the amount of overtime getting called in, and then on top of that, I I hadn't even told you about this. So. Mm had a had a tooth break off and ended up having our emergency root canal so yeah that was fun so ah i think of getting older um, i don't know about that but uh, well, for at least a couple of days uh, after it i was feeling absolutely no pain whatsoever so hey, hey cheers hooray yeah Thanks. yeah exactly so
0: we are pro novocaine on this podcast um <laughs> i can feel you on the busy busy side of things i was doing 65 hour work weeks up until i want to say last week yeah or the week before it was like 65 hours 65 hours 65 hours and then i worked 25 hours last week and i said i'm done and i'm going to a, going to a different city for a little while and i did which jeremy got to, got to hear the lowdown on apparently you can in fact exchange plane tickets for train tickets I had a five-day training week this week, though, so I feel pretty proud of myself. Um, if I can say that. One thing we were talking about prior, uh, kind of off off-air, when we were doing our uh, annual planning sessions, which is interesting to think about this because you're the one who taught me everything around this, <laughs> and then for me to just kind of like go back, like go back and like a couple years later, be like, do we really need any of this? Like, what, well, like, what's the what's the point of any of this?
1: I think it's a great subject, especially now, and it's something I I, I think needs to be covered. So,
0: and I think that I'm also seeing this in layers where I just created or just remade a bow and a Joe in like 20 minutes, just given uh, to giving given a, a small hacksaw, two dowels, and sheet of sandpaper. I remade a Joe and a bow that I didn't have, I didn't have them for like a year or so. And in like twenty, thirty minutes, kaboom, you know, instant gym bow and Joe. Pretty simple, pretty easy, pretty universal. I think we can say anybody who does weapons, anybody who does anything with COVID all you're doing something with Bo or you're doing something with Joe. Right. Maybe not both, but you're doing something with one or the other.
1: You're doing something with a stick, bottom
0: line. Yeah yeah um if you are a nice guy you do something with you know, smaller sticks you know that there's that too but then we're getting into if we think about things that are more specialized require more material require more to, more uh skill to create beyond those materials i just mentioned that are i don't know not even 10 15 bucks it becomes a little less practical both to teach and to learn and so it kind of begs the question of What's the purpose of this, and where when is it really necessary when this isn't to get essentialist? I know a lot of people are are essential are or we just need two bags and a partner drills, and that's it, and you gotta just get tougher. I think it, it this goes beyond the kind of that reductionism because Jeremy kind of introduced me to all this stuff that uh, now I'm having infinitely harder and harder trouble finding and getting and, and practicing so well not all of it but most of it
1: i think it boils down to what's your purpose for training flat out boils down to that if you're wanting to carry on you know the legacies of the art and things like that then i i do think as as a goal of that art then yeah absolutely i do believe it is necessary if if that's not your goal then what's your level of contentment what are you what what amount of knowledge are you content with and and i think that's where it really goes goes to that point um whether because i i remember one weapon i always wanted to learn was new table always when i thought man that thing is just that that is just The creamily crop. I mean, that's just that's the most awesome weapon I've ever seen anybody work with. And I literally waited 13 years to finally get a chance to even learn it. And whenever I did, I mean, I, I mean, I grabbed on and held on tight. I mean, it, it was an interesting ride. I mean, I didn't, I never gave up on it. It's uh, it's quite an interesting weapon. Um, definitely taught me taught me a lot of things, not just about that weapon, but just how I looked at how I do empty hand techniques. And so I think the bottom line is, I think when you learn something like that, and even though it's rare, I don't think you know what you're going to get out of it. And um, yeah, d- definitely. That that was, and, and it, it really, it really changed how I looked at how I do techniques, how I do pretty much everything. I mean, how I bogu how I did everything. I, it changed everything, how I looked at it. You know, you're thinking, how would it change bogu working with a stupid weapon, you know, that only a handful of people knew. But one of the things, one of the best lessons I got learning that weapon was, you have almost a seven foot weapon. How can you work with that weapon or how can you use that weapon so that people don't see it? How can you conceal a seven foot weapon? And and that, that goes back to some of my talks on analysis and stuff. It's like, okay, how do I hide a seven foot weapon? How do I make it look as if it's not seven feet? You know. Um and then I start looking at okay, how do I what angle do I come in it with a punch that they don't see it and they don't think that it's, you know, fully extended. What well, you know, and, and so that's where I start driving this I guess in a way, concept. But without feeling it and experiencing it, it's kinda of hard to really relay that kind of a lesson to somebody. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And now, now as I mentioned, noon table, um, it's very hard to even find one for sale right now anywhere, just due yeah. to due to um, supply shortages or, or supply chain issues over here or, or wherever. And so it's and and that's kind of one of the reasons why I brought this topic up is like, you know, if, if you're striving to really develop yourself in that art. You know, where, where, what about these, what about these things that you just, you really can't get anymore? How do you develop yourself that skill without the, without those tools, without that equipment?
0: Let's go back to what you were just talking about, um, with kind of learning how to conceal a seven foot weapon. Yeah. Was that something that people who are teaching you Nunti Bow, try to hammer home or was that something you kind of picked up as I no, to say it, ancillary to or it, it, or it something
1: was, that just kind of came to you no it, it was um i mean i i learned the basics on how to work with the weapon and then after that whenever we were starting to kind of finesse how how it how it flows and stuff um the guy who was teaching me was like okay yeah, you can work with it like this, but start thinking of it differently. You got to think totally different. It's like you can't think of it like like a bow. I mean, a bow is a bow is a bow is a bow. You know, you got a bow. You know, it's, it's about six foot. And it, it's there. You know, you you, know, you can conceal that sometimes, but a bow a bow is a bow. He goes, look, a noon table is a noon table, but some of the things you can do with it, and the way you hold it a little bit different here, a little bit different there. Or whenever you go in to strike and you just basically you turn it so that the tines dig in a little bit differently, you can conceal how it's coming into somebody, or how it's coming at somebody, things like that. And it, it goes back to goes back and any one of the things he goes when you're using this weapon think of it like a pool cue when pool cue hits a cue ball all you see is just that little dot mm. you're not seeing four four and a half foot stick you know I'm getting ready to hammer or the cue ball into a bunch of balls all you're seeing is that dot he, he was like always think of when you're training with the noon table think of it as you're striking with that dot So he goes, and always try to always wrap your mind around how to make it be the dot, you know? And so, and that's kind of, I thought it was a great lesson. And, um, you know, I I said, I I took it to heart, not on, I mean, I went back and looked at, I'd say almost everything. Like, okay, how do I make everything look like the dot?
0: Hmm. Because you're not you're hit you you want to hit with precision and you want to have that kind of the same finesse that you have with the nunde bow with everything well, else.
1: Well, not just precision, but surprise. Hmm. Because I mean, if, if all you're seeing is just that dot, you don't know what that you don't know what that reach is. You know. But
0: you you've seen people who just try to say, oh, you can just do the nunchu bow cut out with a regular bow. You don't need it. You don't need a nunchu bow.
1: But you can.
0: I mean, yeah. If you want to, you, shoot the you can.
1: Up. But I think it helps to have that that mindset wrapped around it. So,
0: in that way, do you think we can kind of? I think we're just using Nuntibo as an example here. You yeah, know, we're yeah. talking about. But in that way, do you think you can apply that lesson which you got from using Nuntibo? into other things that you do into pretty much applying it to everything else and then just say okay this is what we learned from the Nuntibo, bow but it's not really a relevant a relevant thing it's harder to get nowadays maybe we can learn the cut off of videotape at some point but you know th- this is more of the general lesson we need to we need to pick up from it
1: right i mean you know since they always talked about you know what what's the difference between this and this you'd stop and go, no, same, same, doesn't matter. Same, 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 same. You'd always say same, same. And and technically, you know, looking back on those lessons, it's like, okay, now I understand what he was trying to say. It's not so much how you do the technique. It's not so much what you can do with the technique. It's how your mindset is around what you're doing. Because your, your mindset's going to be the same with a new table as noochaku, or even cheesies. I mean, you know, I mean, there are ways to conceal. You know, you, you know, you take, you take that lesson from new table and you can you conceal cheesies. You can do all sorts of stuff, or, or nunchaku you, you definitely conceal that stuff.
0: But even if you're not going for the concealment, right? So that's a that's a lesson you got out of learning that specific weapon, right? But would you feel you would have the same outlook on things if you just said, okay, that that weapon's too old? If someone, you know, 20 years ago said, oh, yeah, I have that weapon on the wall, but, you know, that that weapon's broken, uh, it's uh, kind of a relic, nobody really knows it anymore, it's not important, we're not walking around with Nun-T-Bow anymore anymore, uh, you know, just don't worry about it, we're going to learn other stuff, focus mm-hmm. on other things. Uh, do you really think you'd have that same perspective if you didn't have that
1: no i don't i i don't think i would have i mean or it would have took me a lot longer to find it either way i mean it, it's yeah it, it would have taken me a lot longer to find that that perspective on that on that lesson
0: well and then this gets into like okay we get like something like non you got something like manji sai which are basically like retined sai you've got the Rochin and Timbi, which we don't even do the Surichin, which is like the chan and robe Mm -hmm. um you have like the Aku, which is essentially a boat or which is probably of all of them is probably the easiest one to to kind of refashion to a degree
1: there are certain things with that too yeah that that That, i that i learned with that um a lot of it was with the Aku. i would say some of the some of the things i got out of the Aku was more finesse on my techniques overall 'Cause you got a large you got a f five to five five and a half foot weapon. And basically one of the things I learned with it was it wasn't so much striking, it was more how to grapple with the thing. And so, you know, you're thinking, How are you grappling with a with an AQ? And I mean, you've been on the you've been on the other end of the AQ with me and I've I've grappled, grappled you and tied you up with it before.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I have, I have a, I have. I mean, we did that. We did do that, but I don't know. For me, it's it's like it comes down to the constant question of, okay, there's these things that we're getting out of these weapons, right, right. 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 Um, and I, I mean, saying like, yeah, of course you can do that. I think you can do grappling. If the, the the same same principle applies to one, it kind of applies to all, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and if that's like the case, I mean, in some in some cases, you know, which ones is going to work out the best? And this isn't to be like anti-aku grappling or anything.
1: No, 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 no I get. But
0: it's more like, at what point do we take these lessons and apply it as regular practice versus like do do we end up having these weapons to learn these specific as kind of totems to have these specific lessons or do we need these these sort of things in order to get there? Right, because we have the kind of preservation yeah. side of things, right? Like, yeah. like everybody's like, we need to make sure these katas last on until whenever and everyone just videotapes things and forgets things, right? That's yeah. a kind of a different issue. Um, yeah. And then we have people who are like the one or two people who actually practice it every once in a while and remember it. But then there's like people who get something out of it. But do they get something out of it because those weapons brought it out? Which seems to be your case. But then, how do we make sure that those what the those lessons are imparted with or without those lessons that with or without those weapons i mean that's that's where i where I come into it with like
1: yeah no i no I totally get it. um i I think it's personally I think it's people who have um learned those weapons i I think it's I wouldn't say it's our duty, but it is part of our responsibility to pass that kind of information on and be able to pass those lessons on and be able to know, hey, okay, yeah, I got this from New table. like I got this from New table, but this is how this applies to this. This is how this applies to this. This is how this applies to that. I, I think being able to see that is one, having somebody be able to see it, two, being able having that person be able to teach it as well. And
0: that's not yeah. easy. No, it's, and here's the thing where it's like in our situation, the little learned, right? How many of these situations have been people who kind of natively understand these weapons inside of a school versus people who are going to a camp or a seminar and be like, hey, I want to learn that thing. And oh, I don't have the weapon mm-hmm. and I don't have uh, anybody back home who knows it. And then they get home and they're like, oh, I don't know this thing. And, they just kind of forget it and then it just becomes this thing that everyone tries to chase and well, I, which is it, weird kind of like the vanishing point of the preservationists yeah. kind of become whereas like alright we've preserved it at yeah, what cost I, like
1: well yeah I mean first pers- I, I do think they do need to be I mean I, I think it does need to be preserved just for context but yeah you, you do make a point you know if somebody's not committed to really learning how the weapon works then what good is it then why do it yeah I mean, it, and now now with even more
0: more of the issue
1: of like i don't
0: even think it's a matter of like the supply chain at this point it's more of like the number of people who are able to actually do a weapon like the most suppliers of the manji site more or less off the table yeah it don't sell like people don't no. buy it right Nuntibo no. same like it's an even harder track to go up yeah. right yeah um Agu, a little bit easier but yeah. you know
1: but, yeah it's still pretty rare to find anything
0: and like and kind of the other other more 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 niche ones i mean they're kind of still like left off in their nativisms and whether or not they go out into the kind of a wider practice is kind of something altogether uh something different altogether so yeah
1: Uh, yeah it's i I guess it really gets like i said it really gets into somebody's commitment what whether they really want to learn is it just as you mentioned hey i've got a cool weapon on my wall (laughs) yay or is it more yeah i'm I know how to work with this. I know how to make this, make this work, you know, and that's, and, and I th- I think, I think people really need to really ask, ask themselves, be honest. What is it that you're really wanting out of your training? Period.
0: And what is the, what is the point of like having this, we- having this weapon when it's a novelty? I think this is kind of something we're definitely against is like becoming a novelty because it's really not like it. it, it, It's sad when you see people who can't do anything else but the kata, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's sad when we see that, which is when that thing just in general. It's Mm -hmm. even worse when you have like people who are like, wow, I'm going to learn this cool thing, and the only thing they can do with it. The only conceivable thing they've got in their head is, oh, "I'll just do the kata." All right, I did the kata. Right.
1: I mean, I mean obviously that's a place to start, but it's like when oh, you learn from it.
0: Well, yeah, and then and then it's like if you can integrate that. This is my my thing when I think of when I'm now I'm I'm as, I'm as I'm personally getting back more closely into my training and trying to vary it up and trying to change it up a little and and kind of look at different things. Okay, what's the point of just having these things inside of your training, right? Like, I got my our our friend of the podcast, uh, uh, Sal, handsomest handsomest man alive. Um, he does st- he does the steel mace, the um, steel mace stuff. I was looking at some of the stuff he did. I'm like, hey, that's basically stuff I do with the Joe. That's stuff I do with the bow. I see a lot of like bow and Joe and and like some nunty stuff in there. I mean, basically, it's like a you know it's weighted. Like Nandi's problem is probably kind of the same way to it, right? Um, and it, it, it's like, if okay, okay, could I just kind of drop a lot of the kobudo and just do that? And it was funny when I was talking to him on here oh, almost a year ago now. Um, he was like, Yeah, we do, a, we have just have a regular kobudo class we have karate students and we have Kobudo students and we have some Kobudo students who aren't karate students you don't get, you don't see that a lot, do you? No. I mean,
1: Um, I mean, I I guess some, yeah, I mean, I do know some places that do that, but in order to have well-rounded training, I think you need both. I mean, you, you truly need to understand. I mean, both sides of it, Yes. But they, I, I yeah,
0: think... I I personally would agree, but I mean, there's I mean, there's some people who want to pursue one or the other. But it goes to your point where it's like, all right, what do you want to get out of your training? What do you want yeah. to? What, what are the things you want to take away from it? The pure kobudo people want that kobudo, that that type of kobudo training. Now, could you imagine if like you just intru- you're introducing weapons and f- introducing things to do with them? Right, not just simply uh, doing a kata or doing a form yeah. or walking through a pattern. Um, I don't know if you remember us doing this, and I kind of thought it was a little silly, but it was this is something I felt it was good to kind of get a feel for balance. Was It was stupid and a little dangerous, but there was a kind of the eku circle pass. Do you uh, remember this
1: it's a little silly kind of yeah
0: it's like basically you're kind of like feeling both sides of the echo and then you kind of like literally fling it to somebody else and they're supposed to kind of like go with the flow of it like go up and down with it and then like oh. flip it to another person now i speaking now not like 15 years ago it probably wouldn't do something like that because i don't really think it's you know relevant or helpful oh it was kind of fun to kind of like to launch an echo at someone and scream "Don't drop my echo um yeah it was fun but i mean you know ultimately kind of unproductive um but um well i mean i I don't know if that's a symptom of not knowing what to do with something or trying to teach people a lesson without knowing what the lesson is or 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 what it was but, I mean, I mean, I feel like that's a product of kind of this conversation, or like a byproduct of this type yeah, of thing. I Yeah, I,
1: I don't, I mean, I, I kind of, I mean, what I think the takeaway would be is, here, surprise, you've got something now to use, try to use it. How, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you've, if you've never picked up something like that. Now, would I do that with a new table? Uh-uh. New. No. New. No. No yeah yeah what would, would i would I hand it to somebody and try to let them try to figure out how to at least work with it okay you know kind of get get a little bit of a feel for it, okay, I can kind mm-hmm. of agree with that a little bit, but mm-hmm. but yeah I mean that that's that's kind of what I would see the lesson would really be out of that, which technically' not a bad lesson if that's if that's what you're going for if you really didn't know what you're going for it's kind of like um why are you doing it? Yeah. And, you know, and sometimes you go back and look at training and I'm like, why did I do this? Why did I do this? Why did I punch the Makawara 200 times until blood hit the floor? You know, it was like, what, what was I thinking? You know, I mean, different things like that. So
0: Yeah. But w- w- I think this, that's kind of where this conversation ends up is it's just we're at a point right now where some of these weapons are becoming just less and less available. Yes. And it's going to be harder and harder to teach them in the future. And we're not just, we're not trying to be like boomers or anything we're like damn, Brandon's not picking up the supply chain or whatever. Like, it, it's nothing like that. It's just more like, this is just the facts of where the art is now and where it's most likely going to keep going
1: yeah.
0: for the foreseeable future. So, I mean, do you think that there's a there's a there's a productive way of addressing this that keeps preservation well in hand but also puts us more towards practicality well
1: oh, I, I i think it gets i think it gets back to kind of what we were talking about it's it's more along the lines of being able to get a hold of people who have worked with it and do know these lessons from these different web weapons or tools or equipment mm-hmm. and being able to you know share their experiences like this and try to be able to show what they're talking about with something else whether it be empty hand technique whether it be some other weapon whether it be whatever you know so
0: so. Anyway. I can I can go there. I can I can get behind that. I think also it's important to 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 be able to show that you can go into these weapons with pretty with a pretty good intent as long as it's not just the sole intent of the kata. Yeah. That in fact like if you're what a friend of ours once told me kind of bragged kept on bragging to me. It's like I don't know kama but I could use a kama if I needed to. I'm like, do you want me to teach you the kama kata? Like. I can teach you the kamikata. Do you want to learn the kamikata? I know mm-hmm. it. And he's just like, nah, no. But you know, it's just you know, Mike. But do you want to learn the kamikata? Like, really? Are you sure? <laughs> Nobody in present company, mind you. But it's it's it. It's just more like the, the feeling of being able to use something, but with not knowing the actual like basis behind it. Yeah. Which is what where you get a lot of people who do kobudo, who know the form and like, yeah, I get it. And like you see them try to do the 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 in some sort of any sort of fashion, and they just don't know what they're doing. Well,
1: um, yeah, or or ask them to do a technique, and you end up just shaking your head, and it's like, okay, that was that was a nice try. Um, let's try again.
0: It's not eighteen hundred anymore. We're not riding horses with a tonka.
1: Well, I mean, okay. Well, let's. let's let's look at a little bit different i mean you know i mean yeah most people are not going to take cheesy Kumbo with them you know wherever they go you know i get that you know a little handheld little sticks but okay you got your keys you got your cell phone you got different things like that if you understand certain techniques with that maybe you can apply it to to those things now I do miss my one phone that had, like, a giant antenna on that sucker. It had about, like, a two, three-inch really hard antenna. And uh, we were doing a demo one time in a class. I was like, what good can you do with a cell phone? I'm like, come here. And boom, I nailed them right in the neck and knocked them down. And I was like, okay, that's kind of Cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I kind of wish my cell phone had that still. I mean, that was kind of... It's probably killer, man. That's pretty awesome. It's
0: probably the ni- the next evolution of, of this is just cell phones that are like going to be like program- programmable to becoming like uh, I don't know.
1: I've seen the cell some phone some sort covers. of weapons. I've seen the cell phone covers that are stun guns. I think those are like, hey no, that's pretty awesome. Okay, don't you are. Yeah.
0: <laughs> cell phone, holster, wallet.
1: <laughs> you don't want to mix that up. It works on the subway and on your dog too. All right, yeah, it's now. now, now don't take that wrong. I love my dog, but just sometimes electric shock therapy will get some back in line. So it's
0: okay, Caesar the dog whisperer. Uh, <laughs> we get on here. We get on here, and Jeremy's like, "Yeah, we'll do this in like 15 minutes." We're we're, we're like we're two hours in, and now we've got a Caesar reference in there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's cool. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Anyway, anything else we can maybe say about this or say in closing?
1: No, I mean I, I, I think we pre covered it pretty well. I mean, those, I mean, those are the main things I I think are the takeaways from it. So.
0: Yeah, and just to keep like keep working on what you're working on, yeah. like I think that's the biggest thing. Where it's like, people want to learn something, but they it's it's like wanting the new toy. Like but you have what you have right now, you don't want to do like you want to do something new. I understand that, but you have to look at what you have at the moment and make that training work for you
1: right yeah, I mean be can be content with what you got. Cause, I mean that's that that helps you in the long run, so rather
0: than trying to pursue something else and and not get it or be bad at it, and then now you're also bad at the other stuff, yeah, so okay. that would help you more. But. Oh cool, Jerry, Any plant and training plans for this week? I,
1: I'm, I'm, I should be able to get back on schedule. I mean, my, my big implementations have kind of calmed down a little bit, so that's that's a good thing. So.
0: All right. Cool. Cool. Well, I'm hopefully going to be. Hopefully keeping on this stretch for a little while, um, but we'll see what happens. Cool. Well, Jeremy, thank you for joining me, and uh, everybody, thanks
1: for listening, and, yeah, I uh, hope everyone's doing well, and everybody, keep on trying